0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club, the podcast for films that you probably should have seen by now. I'm your host Dr Stephen Platt, thank you very much for downloading this week's episode and this week, for a little bit of a change, we thought we'd do a film that came out in the decade that we're recording in. That's right, we're looking at a film that has come out in the 2020s, specifically 2021, and even more specifically, Tick Tick Boom. Boom. That's right. That's the film that we are watching. Uh, So joining me as always, we have someone who has seen the film before and someone who has not. Our guest who has not seen the film, it is Comedy Zone, Kate Sophia Willoughby.
1: Oh, Stephen, damn it. (laughs) Hello.
0: How are you, Kate?
1: Yeah, good, good. Uh, Yeah, doesn't... (laughs) Oh, you. <laughs> Sorry, fantastic. I don't know whether to be like, okay, guys, for context, we had a whole conversation about how I should be introduced and you just took the piss out of it a little bit and I love it. I love it for you.
0: That was that was me being very genuine, I have to say. Very genuine? Yeah. Oh, um, okay,
1: thank you. Yes,
0: no, because you are a comedian. I, I am. So I would define you as comedy's own.
1: That is true. Comedy does own me. Yes. That is true. <laughs> I've been neutered, um,
0: had all my shots. <laughs> Uh,
1: yeah, yes, I've never seen Tick, Tick, Boom
0: Never seen it
1: No, I mean, it's, oh, I know. it's been around for ages Yeah, no, yeah. it came out It's been around
0: for almost a year Almost at this a
1: point. year, yeah, 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 I remember the trailer
0: Yes, <laughs> um, so what do you know about it?
1: Uh, I know it's a musical, um, I know that Andrew Garfield's in it I know that it's sort of like a bio, like it's a, like he's playing the guy that wrote Rent Mm-hmm And then um, I think it was Ellen that was like, he dies. And I was like, well, spoiler, I didn't know that. Um, But it's probably, you know, a a historical fact. Mm.
0: Um, It is a historical fact. We can confirm that Jonathan Larson is still dead. He's still dead. um, But
1: I didn't know anything about him. Like, so, Mm. you know, that's all I I know. Uh Um, And also, but it's not about him making rent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's about him making rent in the literal sense that he has an apartment he needs to rent, but it's not about him. Making the show he's most yeah. famous for, no. Yeah,
1: so that, but that's all. That's all I know about it. Um, but I know I just never watched it because the tra- I, it, it just looked really pretentious, which is bad because mm. I should, you know, watch something on its merit. Which is why I said yes to
0: this. Okay, well, I mean, yeah. it, it may still be pretentious. We don't know yet In, in when we're sitting in the haven't-watched-it-see. Yeah. It's impossible to know. Luckily, we have someone here who can confirm if it is pretentious or not. No. Uh, i back on the program for the first time since 2020. What? what? Yes. Uh, please welcome back to the microphone. It is Maisie Mulvaney. Hello,
2: I'm back. Yes. Yay.
0: Education's uh, own, Maisie Mulvaney. Education's own. Yes, because <laughs> uh, yes, you are uh, still on the school system. Yes. Yes.
2: Sadly um
0: oh look it's
2: we're getting there yeah we've got a good couple years to go but we're making our way to graduation Excellent. what year are you in i am in year eight. Oh my gosh you're like a doll oh, you're, so... <laughs> you're okay yes yeah uh... i'm i'm small i'm a child yep Nice. No. Yes. No,
0: Maisie is a, a literal child A literal and, child. Uh, but yet despite that has been on this program more than five years now um because yep. yeah you were would... You were a definite child when you first came on Definitely, all those yes. years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome back! It's yeah, it's lovely. It's,
2: it's good to be back. It it's, is good yeah. to be back, on, especially on a movie that I have seen and that I adore. So
0: <laughs> you you really like Tick Tick? Dream.
2: I love this movie. Okay. I love the music. I've forced one of my friends to watch it, and he loved it too. Ooh. Okay. Um, so now that's the thing that we share. Um, and I I love I love this movie. It's it's so much fun. Mm. Yeah. It's just it's. It's a bit hectic at times, and mm. it's a bit gut wrenching at times, but I love this movie so much. Mm.
0: In in a vague, non spoilery sort of way, mm. except for Jonathan Larson dies. <laughs> yes. um, w- w- what can you? Uh, what would you say to someone like Kate who hasn't seen this film before? What What can they expect?
2: Uh, so, like a common misconception about this movie is that it is a movie version of the musical Tick Tick Boom, but it actually isn't. It's um, talking about just a section of uh, Jonathan Larson's life using the songs. That he wrote for Tick Tick Boom, which was a musical, another musical that he wrote, um, which uh, this movie doesn't focus on, mm. and it yeah, it's just focusing on a section of his life where a bunch of things happen, um, and he's just trying to make rent. He's just, but not make rent. He's mm. trying to make rent. So yeah. the so the so the musical,
1: the songs in the movie are from the musical Tick Tick Boom. Yes, mm.
2: but it's it's very uh it's very uh non-defined with exactly like it's it's very complicated (laughs) (laughs) they they with how they named the movie um without saying hey by the way this is not a direct adaptation of the musical that he wrote Hmm. but it's just using his work to describe his life basically
0: yeah it'd be Um, like doing the andrew lloyd webber movie and just calling it cats Yes, and then you turn <laughs> up and you go, "Oh, this isn't Cats the movie, thank God." Yes. <laughs> so yeah, um, it's going to be interesting to to watch because I, I have seen this film. Uh, wow. I, I saw it when it when it first came out on on the old Netflix. Um, and I'm not big on biopics all the time, um, and also the the world of musical theatre is not one that I um, am heavily involved in.
1: Does your wife know this? (laughs) She's
0: very aware of this. Now she is someone who is, and so I feel tangentially involved in musical theatre. So like I knew roughly the shape of Jonathan Larson's like career Mm -hmm. going into this, but I knew nothing about the man personally. And um, I remember watching it and going, you know what? It wasn't bad. I, I, I certainly, I didn't lose interest when watching it the first, the first time And I was mm. like, yeah, this is actually interesting And it's a, a debut director um, as well uh, a, a man called, yes. checks Notes, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda oh, um, yeah, Yes, this one, is his,
2: one of the most amazing men to have lived <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm a very big fan
0: That's absolutely, hey, look, <laughs> if Lin's listening we're, we're all very big fans on here, <laughs> yes. I think um, But yeah, this is his film directorial debut so, yes, um, I, I think for a, a first time effort, at least I hope I still think this in a <laughs> couple of hours, it was a pretty good first effort. Yes. Uh, okay, but with all that being said, shall we watch Tick Tick Boom?
1: Yes, yes we shall. Time to ticking
0: All right, for those of you listening at home, pop in those DVDs, load up those streaming services, and prepare to shake, shake the room. Wait, that's a different song with Tick Tick <laughs> Boom. <clears throat> As we watch Tick Tick Boom. Welcome back, everybody. We've just finished watching Tick, Tick, Boom, and by we, I of course mean my uh, me, Stephen Platt, and my special, <laughs> fabulous guests, Maisie Mulvaney. Hello. And,
2: yeah, we're done. <laughs>
0: and Kate, Sophia Willoughby. Hello. Uh, Kate, that was your first time watching Tick, Tick, Boom. Yeah. What did you think? Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, it's 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 all right, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the the songs are good. Mm. Um, so they were really catchy. It did hit. Um, the opening, like, song when they're doing it. Because, um, yeah, I'm I'm uh, turning 29 this year. And, oh. um Yeah. And I had my auntie when she wrote my niece's 21st. And then I would talk about big dates. And I said, oh, well, I guess because I'm 30 next year. And she literally went, 30? You're th-? Like, it blew her, because she, you know. Mm. Um, but I was like, oh, okay. So hearing that song and just that whole kind of time. And uh, so there were definitely elements of that, that kind of relating of, 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 yeah, passage of time. And I think Mm. that what are you doing with your life type thing? Yeah, Yeah. that
0: that thought did cross my mind as we were watching the film. We went, oh, Kate is turning 30 soon. Maybe I should have warned her if just in case she's got a thing about it. (laughs) No, I don't have a thing about it. That's the thing. I don't have a
1: thing about it, but I can... You definitely, that opening song, you Mm. definitely felt that kind of... Which is very relatable. I think, you know, there are some songs that as you get older, you... Uh, you, you like even songs from like bands or whatever, like you listen to them as like, I listened to them as a teenager and mm-hmm. went, oh, it's so good. And then as you get older, you actually, they hit differently. And I, so I mm. think that would be definitely be a song that I just happened. The first time I'm hearing it, I mm. just happened to be, in that moment so it's sort of like oh wow I I was very
0: glad that I'd already passed 30 by the time this film came out so I could be (laughs) like oh if I missed the boat well too bad that's that's (laughs) I didn't even know it was a boat to miss yeah um Maisie um when did you last watch this film
2: uh last it was last year Mm. um I made my mum watch it because I thought she'd like it Mm -hmm. um but it was very nice to watch it again because I kind of got a bit obsessed with it. So, mm. I was, so I, after I showed my mom, I went and I did a bunch of research and I found out a bunch of things. So it was good to sit back this time and go, I know why that's there. Mm.
0: Yeah. It, 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 I mean, it's a really interesting biopic. We, we've done a couple of them on the program and they've, they've sort of... There is a traditional biopic and yes. particularly a traditional biopic of a person working in the creative arts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't think Tick, Tick, Boom is that in large parts. No, it does a really
1: yeah. good job of like, I mean, yeah, it tells you that, you know, he'll die. And, mm. you know, so that kind of ending on his birthday mm. um, type thing. But, and you, but yeah, it doesn't focus on his big work. It focuses on like, because this for him obviously was like a, a transition in his life. Again, because like turning 30, but like that kind of, who is he artistically, like that kind of moment. Um, and But also that, I guess, that sadness of what he could have had and never had.
2: Yeah, I also like the fact that it doesn't focus on his whole life either. It's like, um, it's because a lot of people only know Rent towards the end of his life, but being like, you only knew him after he died, so mm. here is a, here's a week in the life for him yeah. when he's working on something that you don't know about.
0: Yeah, I, I I must admit, my, my only knowledge of Jonathan Larson before I saw this film was, ah, the guy that wrote Rent and yeah. is no longer alive. In fact, um, I didn't even know he was no longer yeah. alive. I only found that out through watching this film, where I was like, oh, all right, uh, kind of <laughs> yeah. thing. Um, but it was... I I think it is just a really interesting... It, it, it's a really interesting time period to focus on his life, where... It's sort of a traditional biopic in the you know it's them working their way up to getting all the fame and glory and success or whatever it is that they're striving to get but it's really only like the beginning of that process for him we don't see the work that John then puts in to create Rent but we see what I think is the important thing which is the genesis of him developing the right attitude and work practice to become Jonathan Larson the creator of Rent Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost like seeing the exact moment that the chrysalis forms around the caterpillar as opposed to the moment that the butterfly comes out. Yeah, which definitely. Which is the way more traditional yes. um, biopic route.
1: Especially when mm-hmm. somebody's already like... But I think... I mean, it's also hard because he's, he's, he he died just as his... Like, people would say, quote-unquote, his career was starting mm. type thing. Yeah. Um, While a lot of other biopics, they look at people that had had their career... Mm. The, in the spotlight longer yeah. So I think yeah. that's why a lot of I mean the, the ones I guess if we're looking at like Artist biopics The ones that have come out The most recently Would be like um, uh, For Queen uh, For well Freddie Mercury Most of the mm. You know uh, Queen And then um, Elton John mm. And then this mm. So I guess these would be like The three Because I, I, when it comes out Of what came out of the last Like
0: yeah.
1: four or five years yeah. Those are These three would be like Musically based mm. Ones And I think this one yeah. Does the best job out of showcasing somebody and yeah. utilizing the music,
0: and it's interesting as well because obviously with we, the the subject matter of the biopic drastically affects what the story is and how the story is told. So with Rocket Man, Elton mm. John's still alive yeah. at, at the time of recording. Yeah. You know, he's he's still rocking around, singing his songs, doing his thing. Yeah. Um, with figures like Freddie Mercury mm. and Jonathan Larson, their lives have the biological lives have ended. So there is like a very definitive end point to that story. If you choose to put that in the story. Yeah. And I
1: think any other biopic could have, you know what I mean? Mm. Like they could have done that moment of rent. They could have had the rehearsal and they could have done that shot of that tragic. You see some footsteps walking and then slow motion and then falling. And then you have actors in the green room getting backstage. Where's John? Where's John? And then like Mm. them having to go on stage the night he's died and Mm. stuff like that. Like they easily could have, Mm. Done that, yeah. so I think it was. It was. I think it was. They yeah, they were basing it on a section of of his life. Um, I, I
2: think a reason why they might not have done something like that is because he wasn't a very well known name before this movie came out. Mm. Like um, from what I had seen, I found out about this movie through the through the internet and mm. um, people just going, oh my god, the songs are amazing. Andrew Garfield's amazing. This person's great. This person's great. This music is fantastic. Um, but other than that jonathan larson wasn't a massive name Mm. other than other than rent so they he was already quote-unquote like dead so they used this Mm. they used this movie to bring him back to life and i think that's why they didn't want to make a big point out of him passing away and being like this Mm. is his this is his work and it's still very much alive today yeah the, Yeah.
0: the, the film is about the person jonathan larson not the identity Jonathan Larson yeah. and I think that's really evident in how it treats him and then how it treats Stephen Sondheim who yes. is a key character in this film but is very much like the mythical Sondheim rides into town and declares <laughs> this is a good musical and then <laughs> yeah. rides off um but you know we don't see Stephen Sondheim in his personal moments he's always there as Capital S Stephen, Capital S Sondheim. Mm-hmm. He's never there just as Steve or some guy. Yeah. Whereas John is just some guy. Yes. Um. And the the story of the film following him in that week, I think, is really interesting. Um, we set up his relationships with different people. Um, he's he and his girlfriend Susan. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is a dancer who uh, got injured and yes. is now mm-hmm. trying to rebuild her life and has got a fantastic opportunity, but it's going to take her away from. Soho and from central New York and so that's going to test the relationship. There's his relationship with Michael his best friend Mm -hmm. um, who also has some news to tell him that we don't get until quite late in the film Mm -hmm. Um, and then of course there is Jonathan's relationship with himself which is very destructive (laughs) and not (laughs) good and the film does a really good job of showing uh, this story of this person dealing with these three central relationships mm-hmm. and whether they oh, how they continue because all three relationships are changed but they are also continuing in one form or another by the end of the film yeah um and i think that's a good time to just go andrew garfield oh my goodness yes he was really good in
2: this. He yeah. did a good job. Yeah, the thing about Andrew Garfield is when he, especially if he's playing someone who's real, mm. he throws himself into that role. He studies. He does what he needs mm. to do.
0: Like Spider-Man. Like, like, yeah, definitely he, like yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah, he, um, he, I
2: think uh, like Hacksaw Ridge. That mm, That's a good... Um, yeah, I've, I've watched a lot of interviews of him talking about it and uh, he really respects the people that he plays mm. and he goes all out on it. I think mm. it helps that this there was actual. I mean, because it was the '90s and people were starting to
1: film people more, mm. like. But it was still seen as a, uh, you know, uh, like as a as a thing. Like mm. when like a, when people brought the camera out, it, it was for an event. It was for an event. It was yeah. for a sh- yeah. it was for something, and people knew that the camera yeah. was on. But even then, it was still really rare. So um, even then, people weren't very posy because they didn't. It was either for an event, or if someone got it out, and people didn't really know. They didn't really know how to. React like so. It was very mm. natural. When you look at a lot of old footage, you see that people are really thrown by the camera and they don't know why, or mm. they're they're just not noticing it. Um, I think it's
0: also interesting because that footage is then not going to be used except for personal use. Yeah. Whereas obviously nowadays, I could literally pick up the telephone that's in front of me. I could film thirty seconds of this conversation with two within two minutes. I could have it up on various social platforms that anyone yeah. in the world could see. That's just not a reality in 1990. Yeah. And I, I do think that's a really good point about how natural and indeed personal that footage can be, particularly at the end of the film when they show the footage of the real Jonathan Larson yeah. at his place of work and performing in his shows. Yeah, which
1: means that you it would be great like as an actor to actually have that material mm. um, because you would see it. Also, it also gives great stuff for the set. You know what I mean? Mm. Like when you saw the footage of... the the diner yeah and then it went into the thing they were like yeah they they nailed what the diner looked like and Mm. um Mm -hmm. you know and uh and they did a great transition of like using the footage i mean even the rest of the film which i liked was that when you were in it um was they had that film quality so like on the on like a the 90s sort of film quality like Mm. so um like a i saw it more clearly when they're in the rehearsal room and you like so you um you saw the fading what's it called the blurriness that you would get yeah in film uh, yeah when the focus for the focal point and stuff but that you would mm. specifically see in video film so yeah. like and so you would see it in a lot of uh the focal points and i thought that was really smart like it was subtle mm. and um and lots of subtle stuff i think like the when he did his showing, and like the the rehearsal room, the showcase room was set up very much like it with the cathedral, very sort of which is for again for a lot of arts people that is, that is a space of of worship and of like of like reflection, mm. like so you know like a room with mirrors and rehe- like it is such a, a space that you know that people in the arts find mm. solace in. So I, and yeah. and he's sort of presenting, so it's sort of that was very so there was really cool transitional shots I like I turned to you I think for that shot. And Mm. I was like for Lynn Manuel Miranda, I was like if you didn't know who he was and you'd only you were only seeing this, your first thought is go, Well this is someone that has only maybe has only directed in theatre and has lived in theatre because some of those transitions from like the song to a scene, hmm. was such a theatrical of like that's exactly how a set transition would yeah. go. Um, yeah,
0: you could hear the drop being wheeled up or yeah, yeah. It, was, it was that kind of and thing. it was that
1: kind of thing. But I think that was what was done well is because in the past is when you have uh, even again recent uh, films or when people try to do musicals, they you they have directors that oh. don't it's one or the other they don't know how to film a musical because they've never done anything on stage they've Mm. never directed anything on stage so when they try to film it they don't actually know what to look for but then you can also have the opposite where someone who's only directed on stage tries to direct something on film and because they've never done anything on like it doesn't it's just flat and it doesn't work so I Mm. I think he actually did a good job of merging the two of them in some Mm. aspects like I think he you know um, for, for how the songs were done Because sometimes songs and musicals can feel, especially when you're like in the world and then like he's on stage. Like I thought the transitions of like song in the world Mm. and songs on the stage was done really well, which Mm. not all film musicals do well.
0: Yeah, it 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 blended some of those songs. It blended naturally where you're like, oh, this just feels natural that this character would sing right now because they're having this emotion. Yeah. But other times they were very playful with bringing the musical into the world where it was almost like that scene in Enchanted where the princess gets everyone in Central Park to start dancing like when he and Michael when John and Michael go to the fancy apartment for the first time that was one of my favorite ones yeah and like they're in the lobby and they're throwing money around and the guy does the knee slide and throws glitter between (laughs) them yeah like I loved that because it, it it truly replicates what they're feeling you know we we learn throughout the film that they're kids and young people that have been living you know not in affluent wealth and all of a sudden Michael has earned this spot or like built this spot for himself and they're like living it up living it large and playing at what it's like to be to be rich or to live in an apartment that you don't have to worry about carbon monoxide poisoning yeah like all these things it's it's very playful how it switches between what's real and what isn't
1: and it was done well. Mm. I, I will admit, though, because um, I took when we took a quick break, I um, and I was enjoying it, but it definitely because it's two hours long. Mm. Um, you definitely do feel it. Yeah. So it's one of those things where I was like, I enjoyed it, but I remember after twenty minutes when we paused it, I, I went, mm-hmm. it's only been twenty minutes. Like yeah. it felt like so much had happened yet, and I thought would be at least halfway through the film. Yeah. And then I was like. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like so that the, the thing is is that you you feel it and mm. especially because you're it, it and I it took me a while because obviously it's jumping backwards and forth so it's like it's only a week but they're not doing everything in order so mm. you're getting like the context for other stuff and you're doing you know mm. um mm-hmm. but yeah I don't know it was so I enjoyed it but at the same time yeah it just sort of it still felt like it dragged it's if that's if that's hard to
0: uh, no I, I, I sort of get it and, and Maisie I wonder if you'd agree that this film because it's being directed by someone who comes from the world of musical theatre mm-hmm. yeah. that it might be being a bit indulgent with some of the musical theatre tendencies maybe because a lot of films when they're made about musical theatre don't indulge it does feel as though like yeah. I'll I'll be honest the the Sunday brunch scene with with yeah. everyone's got a Tony's in the mm, cafe. Yeah, it's a great scene. Mm-hmm. I don't know that the film needs it.
2: No. Uh, the thing is I um so the I think Sunday from what I know Sunday the musical number it's because earlier in the musical you see um so Sunday is is a, a rip off of Stephen Sondheim's Sunday in the Park with George mm-hmm. um and earlier in the movie you see um you see Jonathan. Uh, and uh, Michael and Susan all watching, or watching Sunday in the Park with George, and they're talking about it. Mm. So I think, and then I think, going from that, I think that's just kind of personifying um, Jonathan's uh, Jonathan's like uh, idolization of Stephen Sondheim and mm. how much he loves him and wants to be him, mm. um, and how much he wants to have his accomplishments. Uh, and I just I love that scene as well because I feel like. Uh, it's it's kind of I I don't know thinking about it for me it's a very warm feeling of seeing either Jonathan Larson or someone as Jonathan Larson with all of these wonderful musical theater people and it's kind of like initiating him into that group because mm. he was uh, like I said before he was kind of a little bit forgotten outside outside of like really um, like diehard musical theater fans mm. he was he wasn't very much talked about but mm. it feels a bit like a bit of an initiation into that to that little tony circle yeah yeah conducting uh, all these musical theater people that he would actually never get
1: to yeah and yeah. you've got like conduct yeah
0: andre de shields there who's just i, I love that man i yeah. just i just love seeing him perform yeah. and he's just playing this very difficult customer yeah would see like a cat <laughs> yes just <laughs> wonderful um but what what i kind of appreciate but also kind of acknowledge it is a problem with the film is mm. so it that scene exists I think partly because everyone working on that film, big musical theatre fans, and wanted that moment of indulgence. Mm-hmm. And I know that people who are massively into musical theatre and specifically the Broadway scene. Mm-hmm. It's it's the best thing since sliced bread mm. that, that it exists. And it it is great that it's there. And I, I'm I'm happier that it's there than it's than if it wasn't. Yeah. I think it's a great sequence. But I do think that it is a touch indulgent and that's okay but it does mean that it it doesn't help in terms of like this film does drag a little bit at points. I must admit watching it for the second time I enjoyed it much more this time than the first yeah. time and I don't know if that's just because I was now more familiar with the rules of the world and who the characters were because um, I really appreciated Michael much more in this film because first time watching it I didn't know that he had AIDS until or was hiv positive um until he says so in the film yeah um whereas this time watching it i'm like yeah no this is this is superbly written this is wonderfully acted
1: well yeah throughout the whole the section i was like i was like oh i knew that the hiv was coming Mm. for him just by like because some of the um just by some of the dialogue of like when the relationship broke up and then Mm. when he was talking about he had that emotional about time and stuff and Mm -hmm. i was just like yeah, he's, mm. he's got a recent diagnosis and he hasn't... Like, so for me, I was like, I was waiting. I was waiting for it to happen. And yeah. I think it was done really well again because it showed both times of, I think, of the Sunday brunch mm. and of that office, like, moment of, like, where your world is sort of falling apart, but you have to keep working. You know, he's like that kind of, like, I want to go to the hospital and see my friend, but it's the 9 a.m. brunch. Yeah. I can't leave. Like And like he's, you know, he doesn't want to talk about his HIV because he's like, I'm at work. And well, one, it just wouldn't have been safe for him at work no. to talk about that. No one at work would would know about it or he'd be fired instantly. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. and, and also he has to just keep doing his job. No. Like there's no, and so it's, and I think a lot of people have that, of that kind of, I just want to run away, but this sort of life will quote unquote is stopping you, but it's just your job. So mm. it's that kind of, which I do get, which is obviously what rent looks at it a, a little bit of that kind of mm. uh, yeah what are you doing yeah about time yeah. which is that whole focus of that kind of running out of um mm. and i like what i did like is because um uh the moment when he had that monologue thing about that time about how he wants to contact with michael he wants to talk to susan yeah. he wants to but he doesn't know and that like you were saying that prioritizing like he's mm. he it's that kind of you want to talk to people, but you don't reach out and you don't actually express what's going on inside because you mm. don't know how. And then you become so focused on yourself that you're not noticing what's going around. So I think that they did a good job of. Mm. I think if that wasn't in there, he would look more uh, self absorbed. Yeah. Yeah. Because, John Larson would yeah, be. Yeah. A, if you didn't bit, have that internal yeah. moment of going, I want to. Yeah. I wish I could just talk bit and I think that's very relatable. I think a lot of people have that kind mm. of I wish I could just pick up the phone and and mm. you know talk to someone. Cuz I think
0: with his relationship with Susan, he he is a narcissist. Oh no no, no sorry, not a narcissist. He is self self-absorbed. Yeah. To the yeah. point where that relationship has been left to wither. Yes. And it's uh, it's only in that argument scene which is maybe the argument scene where they intercut it with the song great the non song bit is the bit that feels the most like a classic biopic yes uh, but yeah. it, but it's done well yes um but because yeah he was so focused on making this show work and making it the the number one hit and this this goal that was was more a goal that i think he was running to out of fear yes. than than he was yeah. running to out of yeah, and ambition yeah it
1: was like yeah. people had done this all before mm. they you know they were like you know yeah. I had it was 27 that mm. kind of and which we do have like i the amount of times i've gone oh my god my mom already had three kids like mm. i think everyone's yes. sort of when you look back at others and go this mm. is what these people have achieved
0: yeah. And, yeah
1: and i'm not like you when you're looking around there is and especially again you're hitting that 30 and especially again mm. uh, i think everyone feels it but i guess as Uh, people as we can sort of you know Mm. people in the arts in some kind of way you are there is sort of that weird thing of people of like when you're making art or when you're like doing improv or like you're doing stuff that and you see other people around you are getting houses. Like I'm at that. That's the thing. I get that. Yeah. Like I've got people getting houses, getting mm. engaged, getting yeah. married. And yeah. I mean,
0: I, I I just bought a house. I'm a really house, sorry. I'm so married. sorry. to be part No, of the no, problem. no. But
1: it's it's um. Uh, <laughs> I mean, when I see people in the arts doing, it, I'm like, oh man, congratulations! Oh, I think it's could get a house. Uh, yeah. Trust me, it's tough. Um, <laughs> yeah, but like it's that. It is that weird point of like where mm. should where society has said you should be um in your but, life yeah. um and especially about that outsider because you're seeing that constant in uh, there in america in the 90s you're you're seeing the silence is death you're looking at the end of the you will end but reagan that era of like capitalism the stock market that kind of that 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 imagery that was used of like america of the mm. nuclear family of that reagan era of what it meant to be american like mm. so having mm. that um, which was a great example of uh, when they had the, a- the a- agency, when they were talking about America and then saying, we're using this sugar-free thing that'll do- kill people. Like, yeah. that was perfect of yeah. exactly what was going on in America. They're like, it's this wonderful thing, but all these people are dying. All these people are homeless mm-hmm. because they're not white. They're not straight. They're not, uh, you know, they're not people that we care about. And yeah. that was sort of constantly in the background of where this guy Hmm. was living which
0: then i think does a really lovely job of sort of paying homage to the fact that this is the guy that wrote rent and the reason that most people watching this film are i want to see this film about the guy that wrote rent and the fact that that those themes become a big part of rent yes but the fact that those themes are constantly churning in the background as he is going through this really important metamorphosis basically of going from, from being the very typical sort of i want to be a writer and my work i'm i'm the future of musical theater he yeah. literally says at one point to them being somebody yeah. who realizes that creative endeavors like any endeavors require work to develop the craft yeah. like you you don't yeah. get to be anything anywhere without application and yeah. without trying yeah. things it might be that you have a propensity or a talent for something but that talent kind of only gets you into like the ballpark of what you then need to work at to then become a craftsman or a master or these sort of things. Yeah, exactly. And I think the film just does a really lovely job of like, yeah, layering in those messages and like, you know, going heavier on the, the theme of um, the response to the AIDS crisis um, mm. and obviously yeah. the, how much that affected Jonathan Larson in his life. Um, but at the same time, not making it a film about that.
1: No, because it was just yeah. that. That's what was going on in your life. It's like mm. it, the thing is that you're the audience are watching it in hindsight. Yeah. So it's like, but he's living in that moment, mm. um, and I and it's the same with you know when the agent says write what you know. Like it's mm. that it's the whole point of that is it's because they just it's when you're he's living in it and he's writing notes. It's you don't necessarily know what the pitch is going to be. He's mm. just putting it together. Like so we know what will what will happen but Mm. i so i think it does a good job of like of it just being there and also showing how much of it was just him and and again yeah working on your craft and and i think that's where that sort of i guess that eventual sadness sort of comes from is because uh rent did change like for broadway which i'm sure ellen you know Mm. like now you see so many that changed how they did do musicals because Mm. there was a set way of stevenson every musical was like that and then Mm. they're like what if we did guitars and everyone's like you're crazy um yeah. but like you know changing about talking about contemporary stuff I mm. guess is the main yeah. thing but even then like you look at you know like I look at Rent now and uh, you know I remember watching it and I had I was like I it's a it's a play and I, I think in my own personal opinion um and I've only watched the film one where they got the original actors which was a mistake mm. um they were too old um <laughs> but uh the the issue is is that it was a musical of its time reflecting exactly of that time, but also by an artist who was, who was 35, but still new and working on his craft Mm. that the, I feel like that if he hadn't passed away, he would have honed in and worked on it Mm. more and gone better as you do over time. So I think that it's a, I think that's sort of where that sadness comes from because Mm. I, I sort of think rent is, doesn't it, doesn't seem revolutionary now because it you just go oh rent
0: but it's um, as you but say that's the thing it's we're, just, we're in a post rent world we're in a post rent world where yeah.
1: now it actually seems a bit mm. you know it is dated and it is like in that sense of like thoughts and mm. feelings and and of course it's going to be as yeah. it should be because it's been oh god I don't even it's been so many years. <laughs> <laughs> it's been more than twenty-five years. It's been more years. than twenty-five years, so yeah. it should be. If anything, it should feel dated. Yeah. Because I, I, I had a
0: bit of an exper- uh, experience like that when I went and saw the musical version. Uh, the musical version. It is a musical. I went and saw <laughs> a stage of the mu- a staging of the musical Hair. Yeah. Uh, which is obviously big, revolutionary, end of the sixties. Uh, yeah. There's nudity, <laughs> yeah. but also it's you know it's like it's anti the war uh in Vietnam and all that and I went and watched it with a bunch of my fellow millennials uh but also with someone who was 30 years older than us. Yeah. And I didn't care for it and my fellow sort of like young people uh were all like, "Oh, it's not very good, is it?" But the person who was older was like, y- "You just had to be there. You don't get it." Yeah. And I feel as though that's that that is the the issue with things like that is some works are because they're so important about what's happening then. Yeah that what is happening then changes with time and they lose Mm -hmm. that impact for new audiences but for those audiences that were there at that time they will always be like significant and I, you know i'm sure we'll get to that point with stuff that we like you know 20 years time i'm sure some will be going yeah hamilton's a bit
2: people are already (laughs) saying I mean, yes they are (laughs) (laughs) hamilton's
0: a bit blase though isn't it yes yes they are yeah i think
2: I think something that this movie does really well is, because um, I I know, because I I again like I said, I found out through this, this movie through the internet through like stuff like TikTok and everyone was raving about it. Mm. But what it does really well is it puts you there. It puts you in mm. in New York, 1990. It was it, done so well. It yeah. puts you in Jonathan's position perfectly. So that people who weren't even alive in 1990, like myself,
0: and like Kate, yes, me,
2: yes, <laughs> uh, I was 93. Okay, I wasn't even yeah. I, yes. yeah.
0: I, I sadly was alive in 1990.
1: Yeah, but you weren't yeah. in New York.
0: No, I was in Manchester as a baby. I was a little baby. Yeah. I was asleep for the whole of 1990. That's <laughs> yeah. that's what I was doing. But like,
2: so people, people who were people who had nothing, like literally nothing to do with the 90s, know no, nothing mm. about it. They. Feel the position. They understand the the feelings, and they see what it's like. And it also kind of unlocks this level of uh, sympathy that you feel for Jonathan when you mm. you know you hear his thoughts and you know you see his choices that he definitely could have done better by mm. making make the certain choices that he makes. Um, and it but it makes you feel for him, and it it makes you see him for who he is rather than just some self-obsessed a self-centred artist who just believes that no matter what they do, it's going to go exactly how they think it will be. Mm.
0: This focus on a character running out of time Mm -hmm. um, is very much in the wheelhouse of Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yes. Watching it this time, I was very much like, ah, this... The guy that wrote Hamilton did this? Yeah. Hmm, okay. I mean also
1: yeah. um uh, in the heights. It's yeah. the it's one of the character has the same thing, mm. which is pretty much mm. I guess where he was. It's I I wanna get out. I wanna yeah. see, you know, that push of wanting to be more. Mm.
0: So that's you yeah. know yeah.
2: if you look at if you look at Hamilton and John Larson together, they've got the same end goal, but they uh but they, they go about it in different ways. Yeah. Hamilton's like, I'm going to write as much as I can mm. and hopefully, he does the thing that, that what Rosa says is you, you keep throwing things at the wall and hopefully some, something sticks. So Hamilton's just writing and writing and writing and building himself a legacy out of this. But what Jonathan does is he's working on this one piece and he keeps working on it and working on it until it's perfect, until he thinks that this is the key to unlock mm. everything. yeah Yeah.
0: and it's it's just fascinating that you've got this this work from Lin-Manuel Miranda that takes that almost uh not anti-Hamilton view but this this other approach yeah but still very much focused on you know it's a it's a it's a young man who wants a legacy and doesn't get the opportunity to live the length of time that others do Yeah, Um, and I just think it's fascinating and now I want to see Lin-Manuel Miranda's version of (laughs) Armadaeus
2: because
0: that's basically what Hamilton is but with music and yeah, uh, yeah, just just seeing him playing around with Mozart and Salieri would be fascinating the (laughs) other thing I want to touch on before we move on to the trivia um, is how Stephen Sondheim agreed to be in this film but went under the name Bradley Whitford Uh, (laughs) it it was weird because I'm a big fan of Bradley Whitford he's a fantastic actor I only knew him from
2: Brooklyn Nine-Nine that that was the only thing I knew him from (laughs) okay
0: well well, just holy shit he is 100% just embodying Stephen Sondheim it is spooky Mm, it it is one of the spookiest like they nailed that performances that that I've seen from him and sometimes not a massive part of this film in terms of his screen time Mm -hmm. but he is this sort of presence
1: he did such a great job that you actually wanted like like a great example of um when he was when it did the flashback and he was showcasing the song and you had this that guy richard uh, kind uh, he's so great (laughs) the
0: guest star's name is richard kind
1: he's amazing i love him in so many he's just been he's been working for years he's Mm. and he's always great Um, but just that that comparison of like their thoughts and everything but even then like he did such a good job as like as an actor that the way he was sitting and listening and nodding and like giving his thoughts and mm. like yeah i naturally just wanted to keep looking at him which is obviously yeah. probably the the gravitas uh that mm. he actually would have had but i mm. think that's that shows that yeah he did such an amazing job that your eye yeah, just naturally
0: mm. went to him and i think it time. helps that yeah. whatever walter bloom played by richard kind said he immediately then changed as soon as Sondheim yeah. said the other thing. <laughs> I know. It was, And like that was such a great way to establish the authority that Sondheim had for a viewer that may not know anything yeah. about the world of musical theatre.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, that established that really well. Yeah. But also just how fickle, like every, like, and I, I, could, all, I could see because I've had some people that I know that you know mm-hmm. um, as well um, they didn't really enjoy it uh, as much, but it's because they work yeah in the arts and um and i we, we i won't say their name because <laughs> um because we work with them yeah we work with them um <laughs> but they were very much like as someone that makes as someone that makes theater mm-hmm. they were like i don't want to see a film about a mm. like a, a pretentious writer making yeah. like a, and because you see some of these theater stuff that i think if you're in that world heavily it uh, yeah i think it could be very uh, what was the mm-hmm. word like we did for the um uh, for the sunday song it can be very self-indulgent, self-indulgent yeah. yeah um uh, but also reflective mm. so i think it was parts that i related to but on a small scale but also yeah
0: I, I think it's hard seeing your craft but also aspects of who you are reflected if you are one of those people that is an artiste with an e and, and i've seen yeah, it was yeah.
1: yeah when you especially when you've when you've seen those people yeah especially that house party scene
0: That we've we've been to that. I think we've been to that exact house party. We
1: have. I'm so listeners, the amount of times I, at uni, that people burst into song and they don't need, and they're like, oh, those are the musical theatre people. Mm. Um, And they're all just. Just let's sing. Um, (laughs) Just
0: clapping along.
1: Which, good for them. Good for them. Good for Uh, them. But no, it did show it really. Well,
0: yeah, I think it did a great job. Yeah. Um, what would
1: it be like for people that don't work in musical theatre? Like, well, it's like that guy. The, the guy. The, I, you the, know what? Good for him. The guy from finance.
0: <laughs> yeah. Who, who yeah. clearly enjoyed it. He came and saw the yeah. showcase. Yeah. And he was he was loving it.
1: He was loving it. Yeah. yeah. And I, yeah. I
0: do like the fact that just because he wasn't from that world, even though he's made fun of a little bit. Yeah. Ultimately, he, he still comes along. He joins in. Yeah. yeah. And like, he's not excluded or like.
1: No, because at the end of the day. Yeah, they were fine the, for that. yeah musical yeah. theatre is it's everyone should be able to see it. Yeah. Like if you're just being indulgent in yourself, like you want other people mm. to get something out of your
2: work. Yeah. yeah. Um, just quick, quickly back to the Stephen Sondheim yes, thing. Yes, I'm very sorry if this is already in your trivia. It is, but you can say it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, the voicemail that John Larson receives from Stephen Sondheim, this says something about the performance of Stephen Sondheim then because a lot of people don't notice, but you know, their voicemail actually is Stephen Sondheim. Uh, that's and it was the last uh, cameo I believe that he made before he passed away. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah the, yeah, the
0: voicemail that you hear at the end of the film is real life ninety year old Stephen Sondheim.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, he did a great job.
0: Yeah.
1: I like. I wonder how they got him to do it. Maybe. Well. Oh, well, I mean, I'm p- sure.
0: Funnily enough, you
1: got the Jonathan. Yeah. It's yeah.
0: it's in the trivia. Ooh, so wow. wow. Uh, would you guys like some trivia about this <laughs> film?
1: Trivia. <laughs> oh. Trivia time. got okay. get your
0: trivia. <laughs> All of this trivia. Uh, is sourced from imdb so if it's not true don't blame me mm-hmm. and we're jumping straight to um the the Sondheim voicemail as Maisie mm-hmm. correctly identified uh, the real Stephen Sondheim did record his voice for the phone message um director Lin-Manuel Miranda revealed um that he ended up using the recording of Sondheim at the end of that sequence because he had been in contact with Sondheim whilst making the film and he said um I showed him the pages of the script and I showed him the dialogue for Stephen Sondheim. Uh, When I showed him the finished film, uh, he said, you treat me gently and royally, for which I'm grateful, (laughs) um, (laughs) which is nice. But he then wrote to Lynn and said, uh, that last phone message to John, the language feels a little trite. I don't feel like I would ever really say that. Can I rewrite it for you? And Lin Manuel was like, "Oh, do do I accept a rewrite from Stephen Sondheim about himself?" Um, so he accepted it. The only problem was was that because production had already wrapped. Uh, Bradley Whitford was unavailable to do a re-record so Sondheim offered to record the new version for Miranda and said that's why his voice is in the final film. Uh, Miranda said it makes me weep to even think about it because he was such a mentor to John and to generations of songwriters Mm -hmm. but yes he rewrote that message and recorded it himself and just sent it to me. Uh, (laughs) End quote. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah so it's it's just just lovely and you know the more you hear about steven sondheim the more he seems like he was a really top bloke
1: he was yeah, yeah.
0: um andrew garfield learned how to sing for this film mm-hmm. um that's that's all him singing throughout the film yeah. yeah uh he spent a year uh training his voice to be able to mm-hmm. sing part of the reason he got the role was uh because lin-manuel miranda had asked a mutual friend of theirs the massage therapist yep. greg miel <laughs> um He asked if garfield could sing to which greg said that he had quote the voice of an angel (laughs) afterwards greg then rang garfield to ask if he could sing because he said he just recommended him for a musical
1: (laughs) look it is the classic where you say this person can do it and then you Mm. figure out how yeah they can ride a horse you've got to learn how to ride a horse like that yeah Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: one thing that garfield can do though is swim uh he's a very proficient swimmer there was originally a stunt double hired for the swimming pool scenes, but um, it turned out that Garfield was better at swimming than the stunt double. <laughs> which, if you're a stunt double that specialises in swimming, that's that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> you, you must be like, oh, I really need to have a work on my job or move careers. Well, I guess, to be
1: honest, <laughs> yeah. probably, like, stunt double for swimming would be more like uh, being able to dive, um, mm. being able to, like, do, like, basic... Because the amount of times actors would be like, oh, I don't want to be topless or, oh... I can't yeah. dive, yeah.
0: or like or you know, I've got a bad back. I've got I a bad
1: back, and yeah. I can't. You know what I mean? Like, or yeah. what they want? So it wouldn't be about proficient, yeah, swimming diving. It would be stunt work. But like, in
0: this case, Garfield's like, no, I've got it. I actually know how to do <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah,
2: I think if if they did if they did use the stunt double, you wouldn't have had as many of those amazing underwater shots mm. of Garfield, especially when in the song swimming, he's. He sung some of the words when yeah, he was Yeah, he sung some of the words while he was underwater mm. and swimming. And I feel like there's a lot of really, really cool shots you would have missed out on if they used a stunt double and mm. not him.
0: Funnily enough, the number swimming was shot in the same swimming pool that Jonathan Larson frequented in real life. Mm-hmm. But the production didn't realize this until after they'd shot there. Oh,
1: wow. Oh, wow. Because they,
0: they were shooting in the area. Um, So it makes sense that they might bump into the swimming pool that Jonathan Larson did go to. Like, you know, they were shooting in the the bookshop that he went to. And like, there was a lot of uh, real world location shooting that happened. But they were, they didn't realize that was the local swimming pool until after they'd shot there. And I just thought that's like a nice little bit of synchronicity as well.
2: I said this, I said this while we were watching the movie, but that shot... Um, Under the water Mm. Towards the end of swimming When Andrew Garfo When he reaches down And he brushes the floor And it turns into sheet music I think that is so well done
0: Mm. And
2: it's beautiful And I'm I'm not calling myself I'm not trying to uh, Call myself an artist or whatever But Mm. I write songs Mm. Every now and then And it's it, it really conveys that feeling of when something just clicks mm. and you're like, oh my gosh. And then, yeah. you know, you see it everywhere and, it's, and then you get to write it down and it happens.
0: Yeah. And I think the thing is, is that feeling of inspiration I don't think is exclusive to the arts mm. or to artists. Yeah. I think it is a feeling that people have. It's just that it's easier to put to words or images when you're talking about a creative endeavor yes because you do occasionally have that moment where you go and everything fits yes but what you actually more realistically have is you just work really hard to make everything fit and then it looks like it all fits. yeah it's but, very but, it's very mm. much
2: that sherlock holmes moment of mm. say that again and yes. then it's the key to the case you know what i mean it's yeah that kind of thing
0: it, it is a lovely shot though and it, it surprised me because i'd forgotten about it it surprised me entirely again as i watched it going oh it's lovely yeah uh, the production had managed to film for eight days before they had to shut down due to the COVID nineteen pandemic. Wow. Yes, in March twenty twenty. For the next, I wondered
1: why uh, mm. there were all these people in the party scene, and then all of a sudden, New York was so empty. Yeah, <laughs> yes,
0: basically, yeah. yeah. For the next six months, the cast had rehearsals on Zoom, which they called tick tick zooms. Uh, very funny. Uh, finally, just a nice little cameo in there. Um, the elementary school music teacher who gives michael flowers after one of his plays is played by barbara ames who was lynn manuel miranda's music teacher um and is someone that he said changed his life and led him towards a career in the arts and so he gave her a cameo in this film as the primary school music teacher yeah so nice of lynn just to be like yeah come be in a film (laughs) um yeah so yeah that that Brings us to the end of this review and the scores. Um, Ooh, so,
1: musical scores. If you, to, <laughs> if you want to do it
0: musically, you absolutely can. In fact, Kate, you get to go first because it was your first time watching Tick, Tick, Boom. What score would you give it out of 10?
1: uh six, seven, six. Six? six. Six. Yeah, I enjoy it. It's one of those things where I, I don't know. Yeah, six, seven. I enjoyed it. We, I. We can
0: do six and a half.
1: Six and a half. Yeah, let's okay. do six and a half. I, I enjoyed it. I think, Um, I thought it was good. I I can see why some people were like eh. um I but I think it's a compliment that I think in my opinion the worst you could have feel about this movie is oh uh, right <laughs> yeah. like I like it's not I think anybody I think people would either go I love this film mm. or oh yeah it was alright yeah I don't yeah. think I don't and maybe there'd be some people that are like I hated it but I but they would
0: be those people who see too much of themselves in it yes those people who we work with
1: (laughs) Uh, but again like you said it was his first time film directing Mm. so i don't know i think it's if the fact that the worst your film gets is people go oh yeah Mm. but then maybe that's not a great i feel like the agent you know where it's Mm. just like they can't wait to see what you do next i watched this film and went well in memoir miranda (laughs) I can't wait to see what you do next. Like I, yeah, which yeah. I feel like that that's pretty messed up. That I'm like, good job, but I, it's not, it mm. wasn't brilliant. I, it might like it. Well, I, I'll actually probably want to listen to some of the songs of Tick Tick Boom. Mm. Like from so mm-hmm. I guess that says something. Yeah. Um, but I think as like a, yeah, I think, good start.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it is, and um, yeah, I, I think it's entirely fair. I definitely felt the same way the first time I watched it. Yeah. Um, however. Maisie, this is not your yes. first time watching no, it, it. What score not. are you going to give it out of ten?
2: Okay, I'm going to go out on a whim here. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to give it a nine. Okay, yeah, a nine, nine, probably nine, nine and a half out of ten. Okay, I just, I love this movie, and I, mm. <laughs> I just, yeah. I love it. it mm. I hold it really, really near and dear to my heart. And um, I hope the fact that I've done this podcast makes a lot of my friends watch it so I have more people to talk about it with.
0: Absolutely. Um, and and yeah. also, you are entirely justified to give yeah. films that you love a high school yeah. because yeah. you love them. And that's, that's yeah. the point. Yeah, that is the point of this program. Occasionally, sometimes uh, we do schools in this program, people go, why did this film get a this score? And I'll go, because they liked it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it and, and that's just it. Like the numbers don't really matter. But I think it is lovely that the film has worked for you and for making that connection to yeah. a time period, as you say, that you didn't get to experience. No.
1: No. Yeah. Mm. Really, really good. Question, was, was the guy, like, bisexual or...? Jonathan Larson? Yeah. Was he straight?
0: I don't know. My, my only knowledge is that the relationship he had with Susan, although Susan herself is not a real character... Um, He was dating a female dancer for four years around that time period. Mm. Although she was technically more towards the rent writing time period. They sort of moved her back. Um, I don't know anything else about his sexuality. I do know that the character whom Mike was based on, uh, a man named Matthew O'Grady, was and still is um, a gay man who, uh, as of... The time this film came out, still alive, still great, happily living. Wow. Uh, himself, okay. a very good swimmer, apparently. Um, <laughs> yeah. does, does a lot of swimming himself, but yes, no, Matthew, who Michael is based on, um, is yeah, still still kicking it, um, oh, which is great. Good. Um, but but as for Jonathan Larson's sexuality, I don't know, no, I, no, I, maybe it
1: was just the actors,
0: um,
1: maybe it was just the actors, there because there was, there th- was that chem- chemistry, there was chemistry that chemistry yes. between
0: Andrew Garfield and. Oh, what's his name, Mister Mister De Jesus, Robin? Uh, Ro- yeah, uh, Robin De Jesus. Robin De Jesus. Yeah, was that palp. That chemistry, I was like, yep, I'm, I believe this oh, friendship. This, I, I believe I was this like, friendship could be strong. He goes, I miss strong. him.
2: He goes, oh. I miss
1: him, and it was like between that whole. Literally, there were shots where he was like stuck between the two of them. I was like. Mm. Yeah, even, I was like, yeah, you don't want to go with her because you love him. Yes! <laughs> and I was
2: like, is that what... But there was just obviously just friends, but I'm even, like... Even outside of the movie, there's this one interview where Robin is just gushing about Andrew Garfield and at one point he turns to him and he, he puts his arm, his arm on his shoulder and goes... Baby. In the interview. And it was like... <laughs> they have such... The, the relationship feels real. Whether it's mm. whether it's friendship or
1: romantic. Maybe that's something that the actors brought and but, it wasn't. But mm. I... The, the
0: one thing that the relationship is, is strong. It's so
1: strong. It yeah. Is, and yeah. like,
0: I, I know... And beautiful. I, I, and it's nice to see two males in a relationship like that. And where, sort of
1: set up where one might be straight and one's gay in the but, 90s. But where, the, and, but where they both mm-hmm. feel comfortable oh, gosh, expressing
0: yeah. each other regardless yeah. of where they are. And in this film, Jonathan is depicted as being certainly potentially bisexual, but yeah. more likely sort of on the being straight. Yeah. Uh, Michael is set up as being gay, but they are very comfortable holding mm. each other. You know, they kiss oh, each other it on it the head. A, it was a yeah. beautiful it's, friendship. it's lovely. It's just, mm-hmm. it's yeah. really nice to see that depicted in a film because I, I don't think we see enough of that. No,
1: you don't. Um. And uh, And I thought it was done really, really, like the mm. scene where he's there for his friend, like that and having that. Uh, and I that was the turning point, which I liked that it wasn't, it wasn't the girlfriend because the mm. whole song was like i saw the the girlfriend about what you're gonna do mm. um but for him in that kind of shakespeare in the in the park type thing and in the mm. rain which is like a baptism of cleaning and all that kind of stuff yeah. but um mm. of it being about his friendship and mm. like when he took away the oh i want to do this isn't great like i want to be on stage i want to you know because he was constantly like you said running to do shows out of I have need to reach this moment. But it was Michael that was there with all of it and that for mm. him being in that shitty apartment with a shitty job, mm-hmm. doing a play that he doesn't know if there's any good and he can't get through it, that it's it's the people, it's mm. his friendship and then him going and being there for Michael and taking that step of going, I've gone to this program, like a support program of pretty mm. much yeah. like how to actually... Yeah. So pretty much going, oh, I'm thinking about myself. Mm. And him actually just going... And that moment of going, you tried to tell me. So it wasn't mm. like, you were an arsehole and you weren't there. It's just like, you were just focused on yourself and you didn't notice. Yeah. That doesn't make you yeah. a terrible person. Because yeah. every, every... I know for a fact, I've probably done it. Every, you know what I mean? Like, everybody does that where you, mm. you're just yeah. so focused on yourself, you don't notice. And mm. I, I, so I did like that it looked at that friendship moment. That yeah. it was his, <laughs> you know... Yeah,
0: the, 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 the love, and I think it's appropriate to call it love, between it love, yeah. Michael... And Jonathan is beautifully captured, yeah. And yeah. I think, the, yeah, I I know that Andrew Garfield was nominated for an Academy Award for this film. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, for for lead actor. Um, but um, Robin de Jesus wasn't nominated for an Academy Award, which is mind-boggling. Yeah, because I feel he, he was nominated for some other awards, but not the Academy Award. Yeah. but he's he's just very good in this. Yeah, he's. Mm. he's I think he's the best thing in it and there's a lot of the be- he's there's the a lot world. of good stuff if
1: he and that's actually true like i will say that if he wasn't in it mm. it wouldn't have been that good yeah. and it wouldn't and uh, and jonathan would have been like you needed him or else it just would have fallen stale because you did yeah. i'm just the girlfriend and i was like yeah yeah you are just the girlfriend of the yeah. you know like that's pretty much how she was Written, yeah, because um, his heart
0: belongs to somebody else,
1: yeah. <laughs> no, but um, yeah. so it did a good like, he was he owned those scenes, and I think mm. if anything, he also lifted um, um, he actually lifted up um, Andrew Garfield. Like, I think if another actor was there, I don't think he would have been as good. Mm. Like, I, I yeah. feel like, um, oh, what's the word they use in improv? Like, pimping, it's a bad word. I don't, it's a bad the word. term is it's, pimping, the term but is pimping, uh, uh, support work, support work. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. that he. He really lifted um, him up. And, yeah. um, and that's why I'm su- I don't follow. I'm surprised that he wasn't nominated. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, I'm not surprised. I mean, the academies aren't historically great. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm. But uh, he, yeah, he did an amazing job. And I think mm. the movie would have been shit without him. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed this on the second time of watching. I wasn't mm. sure yeah, how well, I was going to How
1: did you score the first time? And how do
0: you score yeah. it now? The first time I would probably have given it a six. Okay. Not because I disliked it, but I, I would have been yeah. one of those people that would have been like, that was, that was better than I expected. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, you're um, the agent on the phone. Yeah, I was yeah. the agent going, show me what you've done. It's exactly, exactly <laughs> yeah. like that. This time, I, I'm going to give it a seven. I'm going to give it seven mm. um, knee slides mm-hmm. with glitter out of yes. ten. Because I, I understood it more. Uh, as, as an audience member, Like I didn't know what I was going into the first time. This time watching it, I understood more... About that, I've also learnt a bit more about that time period, uh, about the issues that are affecting the characters in the film, and I think because I'm not focused on what's coming next, as you are the mm-hmm. first time watching the film, I was just able to appreciate more of what the film did to set up that world, mm, and yeah. it does it very well. Um, I I don't think it's a perfect film, or will go down as one of like the greats of this decade, no. but I do think yeah. it is good and i do think it is definitely worth worth your time watching. i think people should watch it i think
1: if you've got netflix and you you know you Mm. like musicals uh, or you don't if you don't give it a give it a crack film musicals can be hard to watch sometimes because it might feel too theatrical or it might Mm. feel too off and i think this does actually this film like i said at the beginning i think it does a good job of blending Mm. theater and film yeah, quite well. Um, of like musicals in the sense of like it's a musical. Yeah,
2: yeah I, I always hate when someone's saying that they don't like musicals, and and their reason is like people don't just break into song like that. It's mm. like that there's a reason that they do in musicals. It, I
0: feel like it's a bit like saying I don't like books. It's like no, no, no. You, you don't yeah. like you you don't like certain books. You, yeah, exa- it's like, exactly. With, with musicals, there is like for example, I do not like cats. Just just throwing no. it out yeah, there. Yeah, uh. I'm, I'm like and it's even before the film which I still haven't seen but the, like yeah the, the, been... the weird 2019 film I've seen a production of Cats and I did not care for it yeah uh but I have definitely got musicals that I like um I really mm-hmm. like Six I really like Something yes. Rotten I quite like Hamilton yeah um yeah okay I'm basically just a musical theater newbie based on that list but you know I, I quite like Phantom Phantom of the Opera is yeah. very good uh, there's probably a load of really good ones I can't think of. But the thing is, is I have found musicals that I like. Mm-hmm. I've also been to see musicals I don't like. I, yeah, I will have to say this. <laughs> I didn't care for once. Um, and I saw yeah. it and a friend of mine was in it. Oh, <laughs> um, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, it was a big deal that she was in it. Um, and she's a fantastic performer and I loved her in it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't care for the show. Yeah, And that's, that's okay. Like, I know yeah. I'm not a once slash cats type of person. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not sitting there going, well, all musicals are rubbish. It's like, no, yeah. there, are, there are musicals out there that you need to find. And maybe this is actually a really good film for that because it isn't trying to be, even though it is a, a biopic and even though it is technically the musical tick-tick boom, mm-hmm. it, it also isn't. And I think that because it's about the world of musical theatre at that time and specifically Jonathan Larson's uh, place in trying to break into mm-hmm. that world. I think it's quite, I think it's a much more accessible film yeah. rather yeah. than sitting them down and going, watch Sweeney Todd, try watch the swe- this yeah. Tim Burton Sweeney Todd, yeah. because that's so stylized that yeah. it can be very exclusatory. I feel like this mm-hmm. is quite welcoming, and I think yeah. that's actually a, quite an achievement.
1: Yeah. So yeah. if you're if if you're a Wall Street guy that likes drugs and gone into musical theatre for that pussy, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, then uh, I think people you can watch this and go, yeah,
2: yeah. it's not in your head yeah. side to side. That was amazing. Um, I think yeah.
1: yeah, which is good. That's you know, mm. um, yeah.
0: It was lovely, and it was lovely getting to do this uh, podcast with you. So. Yeah. Kate Sophia Willoughby, oh. Maisie Mulvaney,
1: <laughs> Dr. Stephen
2: Blash. Well, thank you. Yes, but
0: thank you both so much for joining me on this episode.
2: Thanks for having yes. us. Thank you so much for having me again after two years. Yes, we'll have to make it sooner <laughs> yes. uh, if we can.
0: <laughs> and for those of you listening at home, thank you for joining us. Uh, occasionally we'd like to dip into some of the more recent cinematic releases. Uh, if you have suggestions for recent films that you think that we should be doing, uh, by all means, you can suggest over at our facebook page just search for the cinema catch-up club there go to facebook give it a like uh uh, give it a follow however you want to do it and you can go hey uh you should do the more recent june film
1: oh yeah yeah (laughs) we have to do that with andrew yeah
0: because the 1984 one (laughs) as kate remembers not good Oh no so yeah if you want (laughs) us if you want us to do that by all means make that suggestion uh we're also available to be found on patreon uh you can tell us what to do there but by giving me money, I'm more likely to take yes. it on board. I'm joking, of course. No, uh, a
1: human sacrifice.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, no, over at Patreon, for as little as a dollar a month, what you actually get to do is get bonus features and goodies. Um, you get um, to help us design our monthly film polls, things like that. So if that interests you, go to patreon.com forward slash ccucpodcast. You can also tell me what films to review. But uh, I have to say for our Facebook friends, I will listen to them just as much because I'm <laughs> trying to be nice. yeah yeah uh and of course there is uh the subscription you can subscribe and get a new episode each and every week wow yeah if you're having a week like jonathan larson where you try to write (laughs) your musical and you're just stressed out and the power's been cut out and everything's dreadful (laughs) and you're like i can't remember all the things i want to listen to don't worry john just open up that apple macintosh and you'll get a link to the episode if you subscribe on itunes which existed in 1990 or soundcloud which definitely existed in 1990 or spotify classic 1990 service oh yeah uh, yeah, yeah. if you subscribe uh, you'll get a new episode each and every week no matter how hectic it's going no matter how much advice you're ignoring from steven sondheim it will turn <laughs> up uh, but that is all for this week so until next time goodbye
1: see ya Toodaloo. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah,
0: That was a
1: little bit of a pretentious ending.
0: We're, I mean. we're bringing cake out uh, of oh, cake Oh, uh, you know, well, like now. the whole,
1: like, I'm not going to do the last tune, and then you don't see to blow out the candles with a smile. I enjoyed it, but it was also just a little bit pretentious. Little bit, little bit. A little bit. It was a little bit. A
0: little bit indulgent. A
1: little bit indulgent, which, again, in a theatre show. Mm. But also, sorry, um, <laughs> Hamilton ended with the whole... <gasps> Um, oh, with the gas and the ga- gasp, and uh, this ended with like a an he, inhale. He he does he does like the whole. Well, capture the yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Everything that's <laughs> everything
0: by Lin Manuel Miranda has to end with someone going. <gasps> <gasps> hmm. Yeah. Just I, like this podcast. <gasps>